Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Carrier. Turn to the experts. I have a plumbing question. Okay. Uh, I have had a stoppage in one of my bathrooms, and when the plumber came out to uh, check it out, he said that there must be roots and things growing. He did it, cleaned it out a little bit and said that I need a new P-trap, and I'd like to find out what that entails. Okay. How old a home is it? Forty years old. It has cast iron plumbing. Okay, so it does have cast iron. Yes. Okay, uh, then this bathroom, is it on an outside wall or further in? No, it's on an outside wall. Okay. So it's what's behind, going to be... It's behind uh, brick. Okay. Well, what'll have to happen is they'll dig up underneath that bathroom, and they'll end up removing the cast iron in that area, and putting in PVC. Now, I'm going to tell you up front what happens with this old cast iron is in most cases, and, and I'm, when I say most, I mean 95% of the time, the cast iron pipes are so bad and brittle, they just won't take hooking up to anything else, and they start uh-huh. collapsing, and a lot of times they're already full of holes and stuff you more than likely will end up replacing the entire system. Uh, And that can entail just rerouting around the outside or having to dig tunnels underneath the house to replace the pipes that you have. A cautionary note, if you tunnel under the home, you need support piers because it's impossible to put the dirt back as tight as it originally was, and it'll tend to settle uh, over the next year or two and that'll cause that area of the home to drop. So uh, anytime you're tunneling under a home, make sure they're using support piers. But that's really what you're going to be looking at is probably replacing all the pipes under the home. I see. And normally, uh, what price are we talking about? How, how big? What's, this, what's the house size? Uh, 2,900 square feet. How many bathrooms? Three. And one kitchen, I'm assuming. Uh-huh. And a utility room. Yes. And, you know, obviously I'm not seeing the layout or anything, but... Yeah. You can expect... Your, what area of town are we talking? Northwest Dallas. Okay. Um, you are probably going to be looking at anywhere from... Ten to twenty thousand dollars to replace everything. Oh, and it could even go over that. Uh, depends mm. on how the layout of the house is, how close all the plumbing is, and you know how much digging actually has to happen. And uh, again, when you're replacing the cast iron pipes under a home, uh, usually, and I, it's it's almost always, you start having those kind of problems those systems are old enough you end up replacing the whole thing and even if you don't now you will in the next several years uh the cast iron systems were pretty much ended at the beginning of the 70s so 
anything earlier than the than the than the early 70s uh, is going to have cast iron under it, and it's it's just lived its life. It has rusted out, deteriorated, and and uh, got holes in it and stuff, and it's just come to the time where they have to be replaced. This came in from Teresa in Dallas. We have a 70-year-old home in East Dallas in the Casa Linda area. In the last six months, we did a complete remodel. Last two months, started noticing... LVT flooring was separating and then old wood floor underneath newly laid LVT had a couple of spots buckling up. We went under this week to find spots of mold throughout on beams and subflooring. I called your company in Dallas and spoke with Lydia to see if you all had any recommendations for mold remediation to get this fixed before we fix flooring. Any recommendation would be greatly appreciated. I listen to you most weekends and trust your recommendations. Much thanks, Teresa. Teresa, I don't have anybody named Lydia. And so I'm wondering if you got a hold of the wrong company. Uh, because normally, I we would come out and address this with ventilation. Uh, because that's almost always where the problem is. And here's what happens with these 70-year-old homes. You know, the flooring that was in there typically was breathable. It had gaps between the boards and stuff that allowed it to breathe. And and um, good, bad, or indifferent, you were getting air from underneath the, the house into the living space. When you put that new flooring on top and sealed everything... Uh, it's no longer breathable, which means the air conditioning system is no longer removing humidity, which was helping with the ventilation under the home. And so now we probably need to just add a fan in one of the vent spaces to draw more air through from underneath the home, and that draws fresh air back in under the home to take care of this issue. Because for the mold and, and mildews and stuff to grow, there has to be moisture, a high humidity. By ventilating properly, you can take care of that high humidity. Now, if there's standing water, you know, or, or when it rains, you get water underneath. That sometimes has to be addressed as well. But this one sounds more like it's it's just going to be some uh, cross ventilation that needs to be addressed. And you know, that's something we do every day of the week. So, if you want to call us at Due West, it's nine seven two. Four zero six zero nine one two, and we'd be more than happy to take a look at that for you. You know, uh, before we went to the news break, there we were talking about replacing a linoleum flooring, and uh, let me address a couple quick things there for you because he had three layers under the layer he took off of old linoleum floors, and look before you put down the new one strip everything out get it down to the concrete and then put your new flooring in uh I, I my personal opinion opinion of linoleum floors is they're way underutilized and you mentioned you know it's waterproof well that was the beautiful part about linoleum floors or i shouldn't say was that is the beautiful part about linoleum floors they are waterproof from you spilling water on the surface but if you have moisture coming up from underneath, they are not. Because the backing is usually a paper-type backing. Uh, but some of the new ones, 
they do have where it's not a paper tight backing and they do hold up better to moisture but that's really the only downside all on linoleum floors is if you get moisture that comes up from underneath it can cause some discoloration but if you don't have that issue they make a great floor because you can spill water and stuff on them and not have to worry about it easy maintenance floors and quite frankly way less expensive than going with tile or something uh, so you get tired of looking at it you just peel it up and put another one down is metal roofing viable i'm looking at getting a new roof for our home and keep seeing ads about metal roofing and i'm, I'm curious about being a good choice for homes here in houston texas can you provide some insight thanks well it depends on what you're looking at well i shouldn't say it depends yes metal roofs are a good viable answer uh in both houston and the dallas area now uh, there are many different types that you will you'll be seeing ads for one is just the you know the panel type roofs where the lines run up and down from the you know soffits all the way up to the ridge uh, the other would be when they make them uh, on a stamp machine and have uh, have them looking like some type type of architectural shingle so you've got a lot of different choices i do like the standing seam metal roofs i think they look gorgeous uh, they're extremely durable uh, they're going to hold to high winds you know the hurricanes you get on the gulf coast and stuff but they actually do really well in north texas where we get a lot of hail especially if you strip the old roof off and you have it lay flat down on the plywood uh, it can take a much larger piece of hail that way without denting it and the nice thing about it is even when they do get banged up and dented and it can happen but it it takes a pretty good size hail it, it's it's going to take the hail much better than a a uh just a regular asphalt shingle does uh so a lot of times insurance companies will give you some pretty good discounts on your insurance for having roofs that are hail resistant so you may want to check that because the metal roofs they do cost more than conventional shingle type roofs do uh so that that uh, insurance savings can help offset some of the cost uh and it's the same with with the uh, Gulf Coast when you're in the hurricane areas. Uh, it's going to hold up to the winds typically better than regular shingles does. I don't know if you get any type of insurance discount for having a metal roof along the coast, but it's, it, it's well worth checking into. The secondary place, though, where metal roofs save you money is the fact, like in North Texas, for instance, since it does hold up to hail better, not only do you save on the insurance, but you save on your deductible from not having to replace the roof as often. So it, 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 is, it is definitely worth taking a look at. Eddie says, my home is about 30 years old and I would like to install new insulation. Are you a fan of the foam insulation that is blown in? Well, the only one that I know of that is blown in is... The Milo insulation. Now they do have foam insulations. They're sprayed in and they expand and all that. And no, I'm not a fan of encapsulating the house. I love that foam insulation in isolated usage. 
uh, the R the the R factor of it. I mean, it's it's better than you're going to get out of any other type of insulation, inch per inch. So if you got a uh, cathedral ceiling or something like that where you got limited space, works great. But I don't like encapsulating the entire structure because now you're dependent on the air conditioning system to bring in fresh air. And we all know our air conditioning systems, they're not foolproof by any means of the imagination. And if the air cycles aren't sized just right, you start growing mold and mildews in the home, and none of us want to do that. So I personally recommend you can use foam in the walls because you've got limited space and use like the Milo insulation in the attic. It's still a foam-type insulation. In fact, it looks like a foam insulation, but it's made to look like packing peanuts. Uh, that still leaves the house breathable but gives you whatever R factor you want to make it. And whether you use foam or you use any other type of insulation, R39 is R39. That is the energy efficiency of it. So that would be my recommendation. You know, I had a uh, question that came in, and I can't find where that question went now. He was asking about the drip irrigation system. You know, he says, I have a drip system. Basically, what he was saying was, I, I expressed my opinion that it is year-round that you want to use it. Because in the winter months, you're playing catch-up from the summer and getting the soil ready for next summer. He says, what do you do about freezing? You know, at this time of year, we start unhooking things from our hose bibs. And you are 100% correct. It does need to be insulated. The parts that come off the hose bib and go down into the ground, you can wrap with the insulating tube. You know, just the uh, stuff that you wrap pipes with. Or you can wrap it with uh, heating element type uh, pipe protections, things like that, and still cover your hose bib. You know, you don't have to use those little styrofoam things to cover the hose bib. You can use towels, and they, they actually work very well. Uh, and if we get into freezing temperatures, say you've got towels wrapped around it, when we get into freezing temperatures, the outside of it freezes. The inside will still stay protected that way. So you can still wrap it up, protect it, and not have to worry about the system freezing. Now, one of the other options is you put in a professional system. Uh, and, and we do that at Due West for people. Uh, the professional system, a lot of it is underground. And so it's protected from the freezing. You really just don't have to worry about it then. And so that's normally uh, the direction I try to encourage people to go if you have that concern. Of course, the final option is to just go on hook stuff when the freeze is coming because, let's be real, we just don't have that long a freeze time here in North Texas. Does it freeze every year? Absolutely. But we're not going months at a time with freezing weather. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. This one comes from Jerry in Weatherford. And he says, our home is about 36 by 80. We are wanting to do some upgrades like replacing the vinyl siding. So thinking about replacing the windows and while, we're, while the siding is off, doing the walls with foam from the outside then new hardy boards and siding. Well, you know, if you're thinking about doing windows, 
that would be the time to do Windows as well uh, because the new Windows, as far as, you know, uh, new construction type windows, they're actually less expensive than replacement windows because there's a lot less that has to go into installing them. So you take the siding off, you can have the windows that's got the flange on them. You have to use the tape to seal around it to, on the flange and everything, but it would be new construction that way. Cautionary note though, new construction windows are typically not as energy efficient as a lot of the replacement windows. So you got to be cautious where you get your new construction windows because they do make them higher grade where they're just as efficient and you're going to want to hunt those down. Uh, what I would be looking for, I would avoid the aluminum frame windows. Go with a vinyl window and get one that's got a thicker glass pack on it and that's going to give you a more efficient window. Now they'll have an E rating on them and you can use that to judge what window is more efficient than the other. But you know the government has stepped in and put minimum standards on what windows have to meet energy efficiency wise. But you know, the fact that you're going to tear all the siding off anyways is the reason I'm saying I would go with new windows instead of replacement style windows. A replacement style window they have to collapse the old window into the opening. And then when they put the new window in, there's no flanges. So the screws go through the side of the window frame into the two by fours uh, that actually are the house itself. And then everything is caulked and sealed where a, a new construction window, like I said, has a flange that goes on the outside. It goes in from the outside. Your siding will butt up then to the window and you can caulk and seal everything. Uh, it's it, and normally I would tell somebody just do replacement windows but since you're going to tear all the siding anyways that's the reason I'm saying to do it now as far as the hardy siding oh absolutely the way to go sometimes people will put the siding on and use regular wood for the trim don't do that uh, it looks fine when you first get finished give it five years and it looks like heck because the hardy siding holds the paint better the paint lasts longer on the hardy siding and once the the paint starts going on the wood boards a little bit it, it just looks tacky as heck so just do it all with the the hardy and you'll be much happier in the long run judy welcome to texas home improvement hi thank you for taking my call um i have a rental house that um is uh they before I bought it, the people had taken in the patio, and so the attic is very small, probably 12 inches of attic space or less, Yeah. and the room has windows all across the, the back of it, and it's a very, it gets really hot during the summer. What, what can I do to insulate that? Is there any insulation up there right now? Uh, it looks like there is some. Okay. Uh, the how how deep is how deep is the the room? You know, I know you can't crawl up in there, but if if you had to poke a stick up in there, how far would you have to be able to reach? Oh, you couldn't reach very far. A body couldn't get in there. No, no, that's why I'm asking. If you had to poke a stick up in there, how far could it go? Oh, now that I can't tell you. <clears throat> I, I really don't know. I I'm guessing. 
Uh, let's see. I would guess about 10 or 12 feet, maybe. Okay. Here's what I would do with that room then. Uh, because you can blow all the insulation you want in there, but it's going to be a problem getting it all the way to the back. Uh -huh. Take a look at a radiant barrier called Energy Q radiant barrier. Uh -huh. It's a multi-layer system, and it comes in a four-foot-wide roll, uh, and you you can cut it into the lengths that you need. And this is it looks like a very heavy aluminum foil, so you could crimp it over a little bit and use like a painter stick that can be extended out in uh -huh. order to slide those sheets up into that cavity. Okay. And that way you don't have to crawl in there. But I will tell you, in my own house, I've only got uh, insulation in about two-thirds to three-quarters of my house. And where I mm -hmm. do have insulation, I've only got about three, four inches. Mm -hmm. I do all my uh, heat protection and everything with that radiant barrier. And what it does is it just blocks the heat transfer so that little bit of insulation you got up there can do a better job. It, because it's not going to have to work as hard. The heat's not getting to it. Uh, mm. on, the, on the windows, uh, take a look at some of the 3M products. They make mm -hmm. a window film that you can put on. It's clear, so you don't have to tint the window. Uh, and it basically is like a radiant barrier. It blocks the heat transfer. And like I said, it's crystal clear, so you don't lose any light coming in, but you don't have those bad uv rays coming in anymore and you don't have the mm -hmm. heat coming in okay now i know i can buy the 3m at um like uh, lowe's and home depot but can i can i also buy the uh radiant no, the, barrier there as well the uh the radiant barrier uh you'll have to call energy q radiant barrier and uh, oh, okay. their their number is 800 900 6220 6220 got it yep and, and i'll do it you know i just i mentioned a minute ago i'm doing my son's house i uh -huh. called friday i'm picking up another roll of of uh, the rate because it's it's from here in texas i'm picking up a roll of it uh, monday myself because i'm gonna move his ceiling from being an eight foot ceiling up into a uh, pitched cathedral type ceiling and uh -huh. so i'm gonna put that up underneath so he doesn't have a heat build up up there I'm going to try it then. Thank you so Alrighty. much. All You take care. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. Jeff, how can I help you? I have a question about trees and foundation. I have um, houses built in 94. It's a slab foundation. I probably have about 10 trees that are within 10 feet of the house. Okay. And a lot of them have roots that are growing towards, it looks like maybe underneath the house. I don't know if there's a... A root barrier in place or not, and what do you recommend for that? Well, were the trees there when the house was built, or did they get planted later? I think they've been planted later. Okay. And the reason I ask that question, if the trees were there when a house was built, you don't want to do root barriers and stuff because the soil is used to that tree taking moisture out of it. But if the tree was put in when the house was built or later, yeah, you can put uh, root barriers in to uh, help protect the foundation from the trees now uh, I, you know and like i said a minute ago i own a foundation repair company i've been putting in root barriers since uh, about 1984 i guess somewhere around there uh, as a great preventative maintenance i use a high density plastic 
And there are other root barriers that are uh, more of a fabric type with root inhibitor beads. The reason I don't use those, yes, it keeps the roots from growing in the underneath the, the house, but it doesn't keep the tree from sucking the moisture through the soil, where the plastic barrier stops the water transmission in the soil. And, and that's really the critical part because the soils, when they dry out, shrink. When they get wet, they expand again, but not quite as much as they were. And that's where root barriers really help to maintain your home's foundation. It keeps that tree from taking the moisture out of the soil. What about, I mean, will it harm the tree if it's already grown underneath there to cut all the roots and put in that root barrier or not? No, you're you're really only cutting uh, typically, you know, 20% of the roots, not that much. Uh, And if you keep the canopy of the tree trimmed, you're fine. Uh, And I will tell you, I've done root shields on trees that were like four foot in diameter, and I had to go within three feet of the tree in order to root shield it and still couldn't kill the tree. Okay. I may give you all a call then tomorrow and have you all come out and look at it. Oh, hey, be more than happy to to do that. Okay, thank you, sir. You bet. Thank you. Let's head over to Arlington. And, Sean, how can I help you? Hi, good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. I uh, I just got a quick exterior question. I uh, I live in a new build neighborhood, and uh, I've noticed that all the houses have you know just bricks on the exterior. But uh, some of these houses, like on a whole side of the of the home, there's like a quarter, uh, about a quarter of the home that isn't done in bricks. It's done in like vinyl siding. And uh, I've never known why they decided to do that. And I imagine they didn't just run out of bricks. Is there a reason for it's, for builders to do that that way? It's, it's cheaper. It is? Yep. You know, the thing you got to look at on brick, you not only got the cost of the brick, but there's a lot of labor that goes into laying the brick. When you're putting siding on, yes, there, there's uh, labor that goes into it, but it's the material itself is far less expensive per square foot. And the labor to put it on is so fast that, that it's, it's way cheaper to go with siding than it is brick. And so what you find on a lot of new homes, uh, depending on where you're going, the front has brick on it. The sides have siding and even the back a lot of times has siding or they may put siding on the back and on the front and have large sections of the sides that are just siding so that's not to like get to any pipes if they burst from the exterior it's strictly done on a budget yep strictly budget dollars and cents okay well that answered my question thank you so much you bet you take care And, you know, when you're looking at new home construction, you always need to look at at the dollars and cents on it because the builder will typically give you the base model uh, and then everything beyond is an add-on. So like those, those sides, for instance, that have siding on them instead of brick, they typically have an option to finish the whole house with brick. Uh, But it's quite expensive, and so most people don't do it. 
but rest assured, when you go look at the model, it's got all the bells and whistles on it because uh, that's how they're trying to sell it to you, much like buying a car. You know, you, you can buy the base model or you can start adding stuff on to make it the vehicle you want. And, you know, tops, the sky's the limit on on how much you can spend. Flooring is another big one that, you know, uh, you can go with linoleum that the house comes with or you can go with tile. And I a lot of times tell people, look, I understand you, you really want tile, but if you want to save some money, you will go with the linoleum that the builder puts in because you can add tile later. You don't have to do it right then when you're, when you're building the house, and it'll be far less expensive than using the builder's people to put the tile in. And... Um, it's not built into the mortgage that way. Uh, when you add something that you can do later into the mortgage, that's a 30-year mortgage, you're overpaying typically for the add-on, and I'm, Tile is, is a really great example of it. It's, a, it's an add-on that uh, can be done later and not be in the mortgage. Think about the payments on 30 years for that add-on. Now, that brick versus siding, that's not something you can change later because if it's going to have brick, it's got to have the brick ledge. And that has to be done when the concrete for the foundation is poured. Wood floors is another good example. You know, you, you'll have the option of carpet or wood floors. Add the wood floors later in many cases because, again, it's not built into the mortgage. You're not paying on it forever, and you're not overpaying for the product to begin with. So the contractors make big bucks on the change orders. And that, even though it's on a new construction, uh, in the eyes of the builders, unless you're building custom, I'm talking track builders now, in the eyes of the track builders, that's a change order. And I am a contractor, and I'm going to tell you up front, all contractors love change orders. That's the reason they name their boats change order, because that's where they typically will make a lot of their money. And so you got to be very careful what you're ordering up front versus what you're going to be able to do later and save on, on those change orders. And then the way they look at it uh, on, the, on the builder side is they got you over a barrel because they're not going to let somebody else come in and change out that flooring or install that flooring uh, on their home because it's not your home until you close on it. Up until then, it still belongs to the builder. Even though you're buying it, it's not yours until you actually close and then you got the mortgage on it. The temporary fix on galvanized water pipes was to put clamps on them. And a lot of people clamped their pipes last year and never went back and refixed them those clamps are a temporary fix and if you didn't have the plumbers come back please follow through and get those temporary repairs fixed because they're labeled as temporary repairs for a reason and you're going to end up flooding the house again if you don't get that permanent fix taken care of we'll be back in a moment You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.